Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back. Another episode of Inside Illini Football. Here in the studio. I'm Matt Daniels, sports editor at the News Gazette. Scott, how are you? I'm fine. Not nearly as good as Kevin Warren <laughs> on this Thursday late morning. Talk about a seismic shift in public perception. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was like the ultimate failure in 2020 because he made the decision not to you know start the Big Ten football season when it was supposed to start. You know, I mean, and for good reason the whole pandemic thing mm-hmm. was still raging of course here we Didn't are two years later still kind raging still raging in a way um but i he had just replaced jim delaney the world fell apart at his feet he couldn't you know in big 10 fans estimation ever make the right move and now he just engineered the largest meteorites deal for a college conference ever $10 billion, the new deal that uh, was announced uh, earlier today. We're sitting here on a Thursday, uh, August 18th, 2022. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's impressive. The deal starts in 2023, goes through 2030, uh, right around 7 to $8 billion right now, but it could bump up to $10 billion. That's billion with a B. Yeah, exactly. We're going to... We're going to do a count at the end of this podcast how many times we say billion uh, in this episode. Um, Scotty, just kind of dive into the details a little bit, what this what this means for Illinois fans, what this means for the Big Ten. Uh, pretty, again, given Kevin Warren's NFL background before he became Big Ten commissioner, this gives off the, the vibe. And uh, I saw him quoted, uh, you know, they made this announcement and then they do what they do and they speak to several media outlets uh give them you know exclusive one-on-one interviews uh, that, that, instead of the canned, six different people and you know, yeah, yeah instead of the canned statements that come out and these massive press releases that scott and i were talking about before we came in here like when you make when they give you statements and stuff people don't actually talk like that like you're not going to sit around talking about no <laughs> a, a real human being has never put you know, those words into those sentences and then said them out loud. <laughs> it just, it's clunky and awkward, but oh yeah. well. My my first step in fixing sports. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just, just kind of going to the details of uh, this doesn't go into effect this year. Uh, so college football, uh, college basketball for the 2022-23 school year will remain unaffected for what we've known. Uh, but it goes into effect next year, and just uh, just dive into the details, Scotty. I'm sure God, the the piece that I think everyone's most interested in is like where the game's going to be. Mm-hmm. So we'll just break it down. BTN will keep essentially the same slate it's had, mm-hmm. I mean, which is you know football games on Saturdays, basketball games kind of throughout the week, mm-hmm. and then you know 
Olympic sports when they choose to air them, I mm-hmm. suppose. Which is not all the time, but nothing really changes on that front. Fox, who's the only uh, kind of repeat partner in mm-hmm. this deal, um, basically got what it's what it's had, mm-hmm. and it's football and men's basketball. With the opportunity, if they want to broadcast more sports, the Big Ten's like, sure thing. Um, so Big Noon Saturday, still going to be the centerpiece of the deal for college football. Big 11 a.m. Saturday here. Sure. Well, Champagne. I think the the actual name of the show is... Big 9 a.m. in L.A. <laughs> for <laughs> USC and UCLA fans. Because, well, you know, on Friday nights in L.A., there's nothing to do. So they'll they just, be up they, bright and early they'll, to, yeah, they'll to just, watch. They just hang out at their homes and, you know. Yeah, just setting the alarm for Saturday morning. Can't wait to watch USC at Rutgers. Woo! I mean, there might be some people that are yeah, excited yeah, for that. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know if Lincoln Riley is even excited for that. No. Um, so they'll have in the Saturday noon, 11, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, game. Yeah. Um, plus, you know, throughout the men's basketball season, uh, on Fox, on Fox Sports 1 mm-hmm. yeah, as well. Let's get to the new the new guys. CBS. Um in 2023, the first year of the deal, they'll broadcast seven football games, and then and they're doing it in the t- coveted kind of two thirty afternoon, two thirty window that the SEC occupied for years on CBS. Yes, but SEC's going full on ESPN at the end. Like, I don't know yet. The bro- they haven't announced like the broadcasting teams, obviously, because this is still a year away from happening. Brad Nessler, Gary Danielson have been the top CBS crew for the last several years since Vern Lundquist retired. Gary Danielson, former Purdue quarterback, so maybe he's coming back to... There you go. So they'll have those seven games plus uh, regular season and postseason men's basketball. Uh, And the women's basketball. Women's basketball tournament championship Mm -hmm, championship will be on CBS for the first time. Mm -hmm. The semifinals and championship of the men's basketball tournament have been on CBS for 25 years. So they're keeping it. Mm-hmm. Um, but then 2024, this is where things really juice up because CBS will televise up to 15 regular season football games, including uh, an annual Black Friday game. Which is, to dip, traditionally, it's been Nebraska. Iowa, Nebraska. Yeah, so mm-hmm. looks like that one will be on CBS mm-hmm. unless other people get in on Black Friday football. Who knows? Um, it's whatever the TV networks want. So that's the change in 2024 for football. NBC... There you go, new partner. Another new partner. Mm-hmm. Um, 14 to 16 games on... Football games. Football games mm-hmm. on NBC proper, including, I mean, it's going to be the introduction of Big Ten Saturday uh, night. Yeah, prime time. We're talking, you know, 7 p.m. kickoffs between Minnesota Wisconsin in f- minus 5 degree weather in late November is what I'm hearing. Could happen. <laughs> but, I mean, that's... So it's going to give... NBC on back-to-back nights, the primetime football game. College on Saturday, NFL on Sunday. Oh, and also, too, factor in when Notre Dame is, has home games. You're looking at a lot of football on NBC that hasn't been there in the past. Yeah, absolutely. College football. And then all of those games on NBC proper will also be streamed on Peacock. Do you think this, and I'm, we can dive into this more, but do you think this agreement with NBC will help persuade Notre Dame to leave its independent status in football and join the Big Ten? Probably not. I okay. think I think Notre Dame's going to do everything it can to not join a conference for football. Because, okay. like, that's their thing. Okay. They're, They're going to die on that hill? 
I don't know that they'll die. Okay. All those national championships they've won recently. Yeah, I mean, they're more known for fake girlfriends than wow. national Did championships. Did you watch the Netflix? No, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know that I will. Like, I lived the Manti Teo yeah, experience. Exactly. Um, but anyway, any game on NBC also streamed on Peacock. And then on Peacock, this is where, because this is all football driven. Like, mm-hmm. don't let anyone tell you differently. Mm-hmm. So yeah, with ESPN, no longer enter media rights relationship with the Big Ten, where all those basketball games go. Cause Peacock. They're going to be on Peacock. And, and that's, um, that's... That's a streaming service? Yeah, it's extra. Mm-hmm. You have to pay for it. And I... Twitter's the last place to go for reaction because <laughs> people, man, I'm telling you. But, like, the immediate reaction, like, oh, Peacock's a failure. Like, this is, this is terrible. Ah. <laughs> I just I, I imagine those were the sounds people were making. But Peacock will stream uh, as many as 47 regular season men's basketball games and 30 regular season women's basketball games. Okay. Now, and So also, chances are high at some point if you're an Illinois men's basketball fan and you want to watch the Illini, they're going to be on Peacock. Could happen, mm-hmm. especially like a Tuesday night game in November or something. So I'd say in the pecking order, no no pun intended with Peacock, but in the, the pecking order, I would say of just from a college football perspective with this new deal, you'd have to say I'd think that NBC is kind of the head honcho. They get that Saturday night slot. Uh, then probably CBS, the late ap- mid to late afternoon kickoff. Then Fox. You know, I'm just thinking if you're an Illinois fan and you say, okay, what – what channel do I want to see my Illini on, you know, to make them known to the rest of the country? To me, it'd be NBC, CBS, then the big 11 a.m. kickoff on Fox. I'm, I'm really rooting for Fox right now. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> selfishly <laughs> from a sports writer no, perspective. No, but, like, and, you know, apparently, because, like, when the SEC's, like, games were split, like, CBS always, like, got to pick. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like the which game it won. Apparently, Fox, NBC, CBS. There's it's going to be kind of a rotation. Like who gets to pick first? It'd be it'd be interesting because like the marquee game in the Big Ten college football season, and arguably you could make the argument the marquee game in the college football season is Michigan Ohio State. And that historically has always been that 11 a.m. kick or noon if you're in Eastern Time or whatever. Yeah. It'd be very curious if NBC's like, no, we want that in prime time. When why I mean why wouldn't they exactly? So, but I mean, and it sounds like you know Fox is getting the short end of the stick. But you know, last year I think you know, at least according to this press release, it was the first time, first time that Big Noon Saturday topped ESPN College Game Day, mm-hmm. and because they're in the same, mm-hmm. usually in the same slot. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's it's interesting. Uh, and then you've got obviously, I would say the fourth tier would be you know FS1 slash BTN. And then Peacock. Uh, no football games are going to be on BTM Plus or anything, according to this new no. deal. Okay. And then, like, any game, any football or basketball game that's on CBS will also stream at the same time. On Paramount On Plus. Paramount Plus. Okay. So. Streaming's okay. It's 2022. If you've cut the cord, well, if you've cut the cord, you still have mm-hmm. options. Yeah. Because this is putting, you know, the Big Ten on, like, primary networks that you can still get, like, on an antenna, I think. Um, do they still have antennas? Yeah. They do. Like, I know they got satellite dishes, but they still got the 
Yeah, I mean, like, if you can get your local stations, okay. like, you can watch Illinois something. And then if you cut, if you're a streamer, then you can add those options. Okay. A little something for everybody. Uh, we were doing some hard math uh, before we came in the studio. And by hard math, that means we pulled out our phones and... I'm I'm zero days old today learning that if you want to put a billion into the calculator on an iPhone, you turn the phone sideways. Didn't know that until today. Yeah. Uh, thank you, Scott, for that insight. But uh, All right, so Big Ten's at 14 schools right now. This deal goes into effect next year. Obviously, they're going to be at 16 schools starting in 2024-25 school year with uh, the additions of USC and UCLA. And, Scott, as you pointed out, quick assist to Derek Burson, the veteran uh, SID mainly men's basketball over at the University of Illinois for pointing this out to you too today, Scott, is that the Big Ten gets a chunk of that pie as well. So essentially you're dividing a billion dollars um, among 17 entities in a couple years, and that translates roughly to just under $60 million per school, per entity, the 16 league members. Yeah. and Based on the assumption that conference. it's only going to be a billion dollars, one billion dollars. So get. And odds are, because the initial, I mean, there's no, like, for firm mm-hmm. numbers yet, was between 7 and $8 billion. So it could be $8 billion in year one, you know, or $8 billion over seven years, sorry. So it'd be, mm-hmm. I mean, do more math there. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> um, or, you know, with whatever escalators are, $10 billion over seven years. So that's just more money to split on an annual basis between 16 Big Ten teams and the conference itself. Or more if they decide that they're not done expanding. Although I would be done expanding until this deal's up, because then if you add more teams, mm-hmm. cuts in the money. Yeah, yeah. No. And I'm not going to give. I'm not giving away my share to somebody else. So look for more Big Ten expansion in 2030, starting in the 2031 season. Okay. All right. Bold prediction there. No ESPN included in this. That you know was reported. Uh, about a month or so ago, the DSPN was kind of out in in these negotiations yeah. with the Big Ten, which is going to be jarring for a lot of people. Uh, that partnership started, I think, in 1982-83 with football, and obviously, as Illinois fans know, and uh, college basketball has been a big thing. Although there has been a scale back in recent years uh, away from the ESPN platforms, but still, that's uh, it's just branding is going to be different uh, when it yeah. comes to the Big Ten, and, and folks are going to have to get, uh, you know, if you turn on ESPN, ESPN2, wanting to see the line I play, or ESPNU, ESPN News, they've been on all four of those networks in the past. That's, yeah, that's I mean, not going to happen. Kind of thing, like, Illinois football wasn't on ESPN all that often. Mm, I don't remember the last game that Illinois football played on ESPN. Yeah. They were on ABC last year at Penn State. Yeah. But that was more a Penn State thing. Yeah, um, basketball wise has been on the times. the main ESPN. Mm-hmm. But that's like it's always been like maybe they're at Michigan State. Mm-hmm. So, but for all those fans that have gotten used to finding where ESPN U is or ESPN News on your TV, well, now you don't have to because you know where CBS, mm-hmm. Fox, and NBC are. Well, that's assuming that Illinois is going to be on those networks. If not, then streaming. You just got it's very <laughs> simple. You just search. You got to buy. You got to pay more money though to to get those streaming services. It is true. Although some, I think some cable providers like give you Peacock for free. Key piece of advice I'd be willing to give anyone out there that doesn't have streaming services right now and you know you want to 
Because I guarantee you there's going to be a handful of Illinois sporting events that are going to be on Peacock. Yeah. And that's just going to be, that. that's how it is. Way of life. Start doing your research now and don't wait until... Night of? <laughs> the, night, the night before or the morning of. Uh, finding this out is Scott, you and I can attest, you know, last year... Uh, Illinois football played at Virginia in the third game of the season. Wolves Virginia home game happened to end up on the ACC network, which was I think it's in year three now. Maybe I want to say oh, not widely distributed. Not widely distributed in the central the part of the country, <laughs> in, and especially in these parts around Champaign Urbana. So a lot of folks were up in arms about that. And then the more the one that sticks in my <laughs> brain more is the. Uh, uh, the Bragging Rights game in 2020, obviously a hell of a year for a lot of reasons, but uh, that game, which was in Columbia, uh, since Missouri won the, the infamous since coin flip. Andy Katz really just botched <laughs> that coin flip, made me drive to Columbia. So that that made the game then uh, Missouri's choice of networks, and then the, uh, for a brief 48-hour window, it was on uh, SEC Network Alternate. And not even the main <laughs> SEC network, the alternate, which... I didn't know existed? No. Um, or, in, it, I mean, I'd seen like a Big Ten alternate channel, but I don't think there was ever th- anything on it. And only because a college football game, again, this is mid-December in 2020, and the world was really, really weird back then. Uh, only because, a, I think it was Baylor-Oklahoma State college football game was supposed to be on ESPNU that night, but that got canceled because of covid only then did Illinois, Missouri, the bragging rights move to. Otherwise, nobody would have seen it <laughs> happen. And there was only, what, like 300 people in attendance at Mizzou Arena that night? Yeah, it was pretty sparse. All right, we digress. Um, final thoughts on this Big Ten meteorites agreement before we kind of move on to more localized matters here in Champaign with Illinois football season starting in eight days, nine days. Well, and just at worst. The conference is getting a billion dollars a year. We've it's, hit our quota on saying a billion, Scott. I mean, it's uh, absurd, I think. I mean, honestly, but it's what the market can bear. People love to watch sports. I mean, and, and networks are all in on sports because that drives the ratings up. Yeah, and the advertisers want it. You know, people watch it live. It's mm-hmm. not. You know, okay, I'm gonna, you know, record this and watch it three days later, or I'll I'll just get it on demand, or like, so they can sell a live audience to their advertisers, and mm-hmm. that's how the Big Ten winds up making a billion dollars a year. This should just hopefully put the theory to bed of people that are still whining about college athletes getting paid <laughs> money like okay <laughs> pick 10 just give them whatever they, like <laughs> if, if you can earn it give it to them yeah. because the, these schools i mean i illinois will bring in somewhere between 60 and 70 million dollars a year just for existing like they don't have they don't even have to be good at anything and they, they'll be good at, mm-hmm. at sports they will compete for championships but they don't have to be mm-hmm. they could be last in every single sport, and still get the same amount of money. So it's just uh, it's an interesting world we live in. But does you know, let athletes make money? And one uh, one other quick note on that. This before we move on, and I had it up pulled up earlier. Uh, the Big Ten football championship games, which have I'm pretty sure they've always been on Fox since they started in 2011. 
uh, that's going to rotate among the big three networks of CBS, Fox, and NBC. Uh, Fox will have the Big Ten Championship games in 2023, 2025, 2027, 2029. And CBS will have it in 2024, 2028. And then NBC, apparently they're hoping for a banger because they only have one year in 2026. Well, I think Fox is the sort of the in the the steady partner. Mm-hmm. Like, they were really like, you can have yeah. the four. And Fox played an interesting role in these negotiations because, like, the Big Ten and Fox have, like, they're, they're real partners in this. Mm-hmm. There are Fox executives. owns they own the BTN, don't they? Um... Yeah, I think uh, at least half. Mm-hmm. Like, so Fox executives were in on these meetings with ESPN mm-hmm. and NBC and AB or CBS. So, like, you show up at your ESPN and like, there's your Fox competitors across the table negotiating how much you're going to pay <laughs> the conference, which the Fox uh, Fox has a stake in. Um, yeah. you know, business world, man, it's crazy. <laughs> All right, Scott. Most important question I'm going to pose to you today. Uh, Who's the Illinois starting quarterback for the August 27th season opener against Wyoming? Well, Brett Bielma has not announced one. and Publicly. Sure. Um, he will. I mean, if he hasn't already decided, which um, he has. He just has. I don't know. Like, he realizes he's, like, already told us, but he did. Um, it's Tommy DeVito. Okay. And here's how we know. Because they scrimmaged on Monday. It was mm-hmm. their last scrimmage. You only get two of them in camp. And... Around like what they called halftime of the scrimmage because it wasn't like an act. It was as much live football as they've done all camp, but it wasn't like an actual game. But at halftime, pulled guys like Chase Brown and Johnny Newton and Sidney Brown, and like, and then he said, "You know, we pulled Tommy DeVito." It was like, "Oh, you did." Is <laughs> <laughs> that because he's a starter? And it was because it, he is. Like, I think that's been. Roughly a foregone conclusion. Um, and with Arzakowski, you have a capable backup. And at Illinois, that's a good thing to have because the last time an Illinois quarterback played all 12 games that the team played was Wes Lunt in 20 2015. 15, yeah. Seven years ago. It's the length of the new Big Ten uh, yeah. meteorites deal. It seems like Wes Lunt played at Illinois forever ago it's more mm-hmm. than seven years uh, but so that's the last time that they haven't had to use multiple quarterbacks because one got hurt um on average it's been like three a year for like the last know, seven years almost mm-hmm. um so they have a capable backup and his name is art Sikowski, and he'll be backing up tommy devito uh, the named, uh... Now watch, just, like, to be able to come out <laughs> on, Mon- on Monday. <laughs> it's like, Kirk Michaud, just <laughs> love that kid out of Texas. Hey, Scott Ritchie's the president of the Kirkland Michaud fan club. I am. So. He's tall. All right. Uh, uh, but it's just, like, like Bielma named Sikowski the starter on Monday. I was like, my mind will just be blown. Uh, training camp is almost over for the Illini. Uh, I believe Thursday, and uh, we had a Bob Osmussen wrote a column in, in Thursday's news gazette that's up at AlignHQ.com about how the Illini are turning their attention towards Wyoming today. Uh, so I guess that signifies the end of training camp. So Scott, you can't wear shorts anymore around the office. I'm sorry. Oh um, well, I think like game week itself doesn't really start till Sunday. Okay. So I'm gonna go shorts tomorrow. Okay, fair enough. 
We'll take it up with HR. Yeah. Uh, but, like, there's been some Wyoming prep, some Indiana prep, even, mm-hmm. throughout the, yeah, camp. Y- y- that's the kind of the advantages, too, I guess, uh, by playing this season opener on August 27th is Indiana, when Illinois travels to Bloomington for a Friday night kick on September 2nd, that the Hoosiers, that's their first game. So, Illinois is just going to watch all film of 2021 obviously indiana's changed uh their scheme yeah offense like their new coordinator new gonna be a new quarterback mm-hmm. probably yeah likely the missouri transfer Connor basilic yeah um but so they're doing what illinois did last year so everything's under wraps it's like i think the indiana media has been locked out even more than we have saying something yeah um but game week is uh is fast approaching um, before that, though, on, on Wednesday night, late Wednesday night, uh, Illinois announced its four team captains uh, for the year, and all veteran guys, as would be expected. When you name captains, and Illinois coaches have kind of changed how they view the captain role over the years. You sometimes have, like Brett Bielan has done, named captains for the whole season. You've done it on a game-by-game basis. Anyway, the four captains... For Illinois are uh, wide receiver Isaiah Williams, linebacker Tariq Barnes, safety Sidney Brown, and six-year offensive lineman Alex Palczewski. I guess no real surprises no. from that group. And it's a, a good group for us media types because, well, inside baseball, um, they'll be the ones we talk to if Illinois loses. Are they going to wear a big C on their jersey oh. like uh, hockey players do? I'm not sure. Okay. Because, and this at least was Brett Bielma's, uh NFL players do that too, don't they? Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Okay. Um, but Scott doesn't watch the NFL because his bears are woeful. So that's my be- being kind. Um, so uh, anyway, last year, like, if Illinois lost a game, oftentimes it was only the captains that were made available after the game. Mm-hmm. Um, go real inside baseball. There was a time when we could request which players we wanted mm-hmm. to talk to. to yeah. You know, maybe give you an interesting story from game day that it's like this might have been a tiny thing, but it was worth noting. And then you know can't really request that player anymore. So the fact that we're going to get these four probably a lot, mm-hmm. it's good because Isaiah Williams, great to talk to. Mm-hmm. Alex Palczewski, terrific. All interview team gotta already. Got to have the dump button ready. Yeah, he can't do anything live. Yeah, make sure Ed Bond, <laughs> our veteran producer here, he's got to be on his toes if if Palcho comes on for a post game interview on the Fighting the Line radio network after games. Yeah, because he can he be says, a little he salty. Says, he says what's on his mind. Yeah, which I love. Don't stop being you, Palcho. Um, but just like these are you know, veteran guys and important to the team's success and good talkers on top of that. So, uh, Have you started your prep for Wyoming, Scott? I know they're the Cowboys. Yep, I knew that. They won a bowl game last year, and then basically their entire team transferred. Well, all of their skill the position <laughs> players, so <laughs> good luck. Um, they have a good coach. Craig Bull. Nine seasons he's been there, I believe. It seems crazy. Like, since he led North Dakota State to winning pretty much every national title in his tenure. Yeah, which hasn't really stopped either. They're, yeah. They're still pretty. So, um, had nine seasons. Wow. Um, I I mean, my prep for Wisconsin. Wyoming is uh, don't lie. You haven't really started much. It's no, like I just show up on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll have a full assortment of uh, preview items leading up to the three p.m. kick on 
Saturday, August 27th, as we continue our coverage of this Eleanor football team, like we do pretty much year-round and have done really hard for the last month or so. Um, I know you've got some interviews coming up here in about a half hour or so, Scott, over... In fact, we'll be talking to the captains. To the captains. Um, ask Isaiah Williams if you thought, hey... Eight billion dollars. <laughs> what, what are your? I'm going to ask Alex Palczewski about a billion dollars because I guarantee he'll have something great to say. That is that is a foregone conclusion. Um, media day was last Saturday. Illinois had its team media day last Saturday afternoon at Memorial Stadium. Uh, any nuggets? Any tidbits you picked up? Did you talk to? Hopefully, people saw last Sunday's news because that too because Scotty here did a full breakdown on. I believe it was 160. 16? 116 players Roughly. on the Illinois football roster. Uh, any extra nuggets, tidbits you'd like to share with our listeners before we get out of here? Well, the thing about Illinois' team media day is it has basically become freshman media day because mm-hmm. it's the first time that we're allowed to talk to them even though they've you know, b- been interviewed throughout their high school careers mm-hmm. probably, recruiting. Um, but then all of a sudden, like they're just... Well, they haven't been indoctrinated yet. Got to carry the bags to the bus. Yeah, here. That's the little thing. I doubt it is. Um, what was it from Bull Durham? Got to know your cliches. <laughs> <laughs> they got to be taught up. Um, so, I got a chance to talk with you know, some interesting freshmen. You know, Matthew Bailey, who could very well play. You wrote about him against in Wyoming. Tuesday's News Gazette. Um, Only native, late edition. Yeah, thought he had blown his one and only shot to get a scholarship and off. Now he may play against Wyoming. Yeah. Um, Interesting story, and like they're calling him Sid 2.0 in reference to Sidney Brown, and because you know, on just the way they play and you know how hard they work, but also like if you close your eyes and just listen to Matthew Bailey, I can I can hear Sidney Brown. Like they sound, <laughs> he could be the third twin. He's got to work on his his flow though. Yeah, well, his is closer to Chase's. Okay, anyway, there's actually somewhere in between. Um, but let's talk with Donovan Leary if we're going to talk flow. Some of the best on the team. Is he as good as his older brother, though? I think Illinois is hoping on it because Devin Leary, the quarterback at NC State, like won't win the Heisman probably because mm-hmm. like C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young exist, mm-hmm. but is a content. I mean, contender. Like mm-hmm. he'll it's have. Not a, it's he, not a laughing matter. No, he, NC State should be pretty good mm-hmm. this year. Um, so if he, if Donovan's as good as Devin, uh, great get okay. for Illinois. Uh, but I talk with him, and then maybe the most. Interesting man on the roster, Mountus Moeller, the mm-hmm. 6'9 offensive lineman from Denmark. Um, just, he was a real delight. Just very, I mean, excited to be playing college football mm-hmm. and be interesting. I'm writing about him in Sunday's news gazette. All right, Scotty. Well, uh, we're going to wrap up this podcast. We're going to go start counting the money that the Big Ten's going to give us, which is exactly zero dollars. So we, okay, we did that already. Uh, but thanks again for all your hard work, Scotty. Thanks to Ed for making us sound good. And thanks to all you listeners out there. We'll be back again next week, game week, uh, before Illinois football kicks off its 2022 season. Have a good one, everyone.